Welcome to another edition of Everybody's an Expert Podcast. I'm your host, Dex Ocean. And today I got my fellow expert, Antoine Bogard, on the line. What's up, Antoine? What's going on, man? How you feeling today? How you feeling? Uh, not too good, man. The new Knicks, the Lakes show's been, been bugging me. <laughs> man, listen, man, I know you're a big-time Laker fan, and you know... I just wanted to ask you, have you had a chance to digest everything that's been going on with the Lakers and, you know, the whole press conference, well, interview with Magic Johnson today on first take? Well, you know, honestly, it's, it's just everything's coming into fruition. We're seeing everything that's been going on with the organization and how terrible it's being run. And honestly, I, this has been – Boiling wild now, so you know this is. I'm not surprised at all by the reports that came out today. Right, right. So let's get right into it, man. You know, if you're not familiar with what's been going on, you know, Magic Johnson had a uh, interview today with First Take, and I just want to get right into it and ask you a question. You know. I believe that Magic knew the Lakers had a press conference today to announce, you know, the new head coach, Frank Vogel. Uh, Do you feel Magic Johnson strategically did his press conference today on first take, knowing that it was still the headlines of the Lakers' new coach, Frank Vogel? I think it was more that first take strategically booked Magic to come on the show today. And Mm -hmm. Magic, you know, He's always been the type to express himself and to say how he feels, which is right. why he was continuously getting fined by the league because that's just who he is. He says what he feels. He says what he thinks. He says what he feels. And I think that they took full advantage of it today with asking the questions that they well, asked you, him. You know, uh, that, that, press, that, that interview had been scheduled for some time for over a week. You know, I watch First Take all the time, and they were – they mentioned ever since last Monday that they would be doing the uh, interview. So, you know, for me, I really don't know uh, if it was really first take or, you know, Magic Johnson's doing. But, you know, I guess we can live with that. Uh, getting into another question I do want to ask you about, which is a backstabbing. You know, Magic Johnson said he resigned from the Lakers because he felt Rob Palenka was backstabbing him. Now, the question I want to ask you is, do you consider it backstabbing if someone is speaking actual truth, uh, truth about your time commitment to the job as the president of basketball operations for the Lakers? Well, I, I do consider it backstabbing because those are things that, I mean, not Magic never mentioned it, but those are never things that Rob, like, approached Magic about. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's backstabbing because – those are things that he could have addressed with Magic, and I don't think that he ever did. And he tried to go above him. It's backstabbing when you try to go above somebody to air out their dirty laundry. Like, if you got something to say, say it to me. Don't go back and say it to my friends. Don't go back and say it to the media. Don't go back and say it to my boss. You address it with me, and then we'll see how we can handle it. 
Right. No, I mean, I'm, I, I, I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, whatever we talk about or whatever we do should be left between us. I don't ever feel like it should go out into the public or, you know, to anybody else. I feel like if it's something to do with me, you should come to me about it. We should have that conversation as man. And speaking of as man, I want to ask you another question. You know, Maggie Johnson was asked today if he felt or if he felt he did everything the right way as, as you know, uh, as opposed to LeBron, you know, LeBron saying, why didn't you come to me first? So, you know, I, I would have felt like you would have came to me first. But he was saying that he felt like, you know, if he had a second chance to do it over again, he would do it the same way that he has no regrets. What do you think about those comments? And do you think he handled things the right way? Do you think he should have went to LeBron James first? The thing is, Magic, like we were talking about before, he's not like a PC guy. He's uh, he's right up front. He says what he feels. If at that moment he felt like it was time for him to hang it up, then that's what he was going to do. He, and he, he mentioned in the interview as well that he doesn't have any regrets. He doesn't change the way he handles things. He goes with what he feels. And at that moment, it felt like the right thing to do. So I don't really knock him for the way he handled it. I mean, obviously, he could have handled it better, but then he wouldn't have been who he is because that's he's shown that's who the person he is. Right. That's why I feel like he handled it the best way he felt he wanted to handle it. Who are we to say he handled it wrong because we disagree well, I with mean, the way he handled I it? I just feel like, you know, if you're if you at someone's house during free agency at 901 or 1201 uh, Eastern Time, 901 Pacific, and, you know, this is, a, uh, according to everybody, the best player in the NBA, LeBron James, right? And, I mean, he is basketball. He is the face of the NBA, would you say? I just feel like yeah, hundred percent. I just feel like it, it, he came to the Lakers as part of you being there. So, I mean, in a way, I personally feel like you kind of owe somebody that you sold the Laker brand to, you know, an explanation before you, you know, you 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 pull that type of move. But when you when you like think about personally, right? It, it, it probably is like a, a kind of messed up thing to do to sell somebody a dream and then go. And reverse that, but because he he admires LeBron James, admires Magic Johnson. You see what I'm yeah. saying? He didn't look at him like it was a business deal. He looked at it like, yeah, it's business. But this is this is somebody that I admire. This is somebody I look at as a friend. But at the end of the day, I feel like you're gonna do what's right for you, and what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't like something he was think thinking about for a long period of time. He made that decision. I mean, so he says spontaneously. Right. You know what I'm saying? He came out and said that today. Yeah, he said said that he made it spontaneously. So I feel like if you're making a decision that's right for you, for your own personal happiness, and you're at peace with it, and, you know, like I said, he, he does things based off feeling. Like, he felt that feeling spontaneously. He made that decision spontaneously, and he felt like expressing it and letting everybody know spontaneously. Right. Like, it wasn't like some well-thought-out, planned decision for him to come out and leave the organization. He just did it because he felt like it was the right thing to do. He didn't let anybody know, and he just told the world that night that he wasn't going to be the president of basketball operations anymore. Well, I mean, look, spontaneously or not, I kind of feel like you owe LeBron, you know, a little bit more respect. But, hey, 
to each his own. And Magic Johnson, man, I'm just happy he did what was right for him. Speaking about LeBron James, though, I do want to get into something else. You know, there's been a lot of talk that LeBron James should ask for a trade from the Lakers based off of what Magic Johnson did. And there's been some rumors that the Lakers moving forward should trade LeBron James and, you know, just get that in the past and, you know, just work with the young veteran guy, the, the young rookies or veteran guys that they have. What are your thoughts on that? And, you know, what would you do? And once Magic Johnson left, I literally did not care about nothing else <laughs> but the Lakers hiring a competent president of basketball operations. That's mm-hmm. all I cared about. I didn't care about the coach. Luke gone, cool. LeBron. We got all these great, phenomenal assets with all the draft picks. We got now we got the fourth pick. Right. We got Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball. We got LeBron James locked in. We literally can do anything we want. So that is that's something I did want to get into. What pieces do you think the Lakers need to add to compete in a loaded Western Conference? But that's the thing. We need a competent GM or president. I needed Rob Palinka gone. Like, Magic gone. Palinka got to go, too. We had David Griffin available. You know, it's the Los Angeles Lakers, so they could have they hollered at Pat Riley. They could have hollered at Sam Presti, Masai Ujiri, with a blank check. Like, yo, listen, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm willing to give you whatever you need to write this ship. But instead, they holla at Kurt Rambis and Linda <laughs> Rambis. And now we got Kurt Rambis and Linda Rambis and Rob Palenka running the Los Angeles Lakers. This is why I call them the new Knicks. I, I don't even call them the Lakers no more. That I mean, name but, is retired until they write the ship. But you still, I don't know if they could write the ship, honestly. You still have LeBron James, which is, to me, still the greatest player in the, bas- in the NBA. And it seems like LeBron is getting ready for next season. I mean, he was at the press conference today. Looked like he, you know, he's back at Frank Vogel. And he says that he's ready to recruit all the talent that's needed for the Lakers. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on the Lakers right now as an organization and do you see them being able to get back to the Lakers of old? And the no, future? no, they're terrible. They're awful. They so have, you think th- you is, think with LeBron James leading the recruiting class, that it's nothing that they can do within the next. We're in the near future. I mean, he's just never proven to be able to recruit players. Like mm-hmm. I can't think of one player he's ever recruited that's an All Star to come play with him. Well, I mean, I mean, he got, he got, he he got Chris Walsh. He got, he got Chris Walsh and D Wade. Nah, I mean, D Wade was Riley our... got, yeah, Pat whoa, whoa, Riley whoa. got Pat Chris Walsh. Pat and Riley did not. LeBron. Get... Pat Riley. Those guys talked about that on Team USA, and you kind of piece everything together. No, you know what's crazy, Dex? And Wade Mello, came out. And Mello Wade was and... supposed to be a part of that team, and not Chris Walsh. Nah, nah, Wade came out and spoke about it. They were all supposed to go to the Knicks, wow. but they couldn't do it because they, uh, the Knicks had already signed Amari to that deal. So they weren't able to get, they, they weren't able to get Bosch along with them. So they're like, all right, come to the Heat because then they were all three going to be able to sign that contract. Wade spoke on it. Mm-hmm. They were all supposed to go to the Knicks, though. 
But because the Knicks had signed Amari to that contract, they weren't able to uh, fill in the pieces to get the rest of them. Speaking of, speaking of the Heat and Pat Riley, uh, I do want to actually because he did kind of come out of the back uh, Magic Johnson with his comments. Uh, you know, what, what do you feel about Pat Riley and kind of standing behind Magic saying, you know, I don't like it at times. I told him that, you know, you got to be careful of that. But he still backs Magic Johnson and says, you know, he's always going to speak his mind. Because at the end of the day, Magic's his own man. Mm-hmm. So Riles knows that. And Riles knows what type of man Magic is. And, you know, that's just the way people are. Like, you're going to have your flaws that get you in trouble. But all Riles did was give him, you know, he gave him the blueprint of what, what he should do and how he should follow. And then it was up to Magic to go take pieces of what he believed and run with it. So before we go, I just want to ask you, because we had a great interview just now with you, uh, and I just want to ask you, you're sitting at the fourth pick. The Lakers are, of course. If you're the president of basketball operations, who are you drafting and why? Okay, so if I – let's just – hypothetically speaking, if I'm keeping my draft pick, I would probably want a rookie that can contribute right away. Right away. Okay. I, I'm I'm assuming if I'm like the Lakers because if like and if I'm the Lakers, I'm probably trading it. This is a, yeah. You're keeping LeBron James. So if I'm keeping LeBron James, most likely I'm trading that pick. Mm-hmm. And what what type of guy are you trading it for? A Jimmy Butler. What, what, what we well, those on? are those are free agents, though. So I, I'm trying to sign. I would take Jimmy what? Butler right now, honestly, with LeBron James. But um, but then, you know, a lot of people say you should take a shooter around LeBron James. So yeah, I, I'm not drafting a shooter though. I not with my fourth pick. With my fourth hmm. pick, I need somebody more versatile. I need somebody with more upside. I'm but not I mean, drafting. Magic, Magic, Magic Johnson spoke very high of Brandon Ingram today and said the guy can flat out play. Yeah, he's a he. That's what I'm saying. Like we have, so all you the have assets. the you have some pieces. We I got feel, pieces, mm-hmm. but so they, you're tra- they're you're not the right the pieces. Pick. You're trading they're the not, fourth. Yeah, pick. I'm trading the fourth pick, and they're not the right pieces to surround LeBron with. Like I still like our chances of getting Anthony Davis. I don't care about the reports, and <laughs> the Lakers have no chance of getting them. I still think they have a chance. Do I think they'll get them? Probably not, but I do think that they have a really good chance of getting them. But let's say the Lakers do trade the fourth pick or we get the fourth pick. I really like Cam Reddish. Okay, shooter. Six, yeah, eight, I like man he's from just, Duke. He's smooth. He's can finish tall. that around. Can defend. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Cam Reddish a lot. And I also like um, Nazir Little okay. from UNC. I like right. him from North Carolina. Another he's, swing man. Another swing man. Yeah. I, I, I like those players a lot. But – um. And even Culver. Culver is nice, too. Culver, he's a scorer. Mm-hmm. He's got length, and he's really good at picking the spots, where to score, getting to his sweet spots. I like him, too. Well, I mean, look, we, it remains to be seen what the Lakers would do in the future. And, you know. We're in a bad to, spot, though. Best of luck bad, to your team. Best of luck yeah, to your team. We're, we're in a bad spot. We'll see if they can they – can, Figure out something over there, man. You know, I hope, I, I hope I w- so. I would love to see one of the uh, greatest NBA franchises, you know, bounce back and you know represent. You know, I don't, 
I don't got a lot of faith in Linda Rambis. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that concludes our podcast for the night. Thank you all for tuning in. From Dex Ocean to Bogart, we out. All right. Yeah.